Here we go. Join me and together we can rule the galaxy. Well, no wonder you're late. Why, this clock is exactly two days slow. Okay, so, spoilers. Um, <laughs> what part did you cry at, Logan? <laughs> I definitely cried when we... I saw Ashley say something about you cried at a part she did not, so I wanted to know. Yeah, so everybody cries at the part. Well, what, well, let's go with what part did you cry at the most, because it probably wasn't the one I cried at the most. Okay, well, let me I... tell you, when it started, the first, the first scene I cried <laughs> at... The first scene I cried at when my tears started, right... Was um, when his, uh, you know, great 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 grandmother is trying to to track him down, and he squeezes through the the barred gate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, she's like, she starts singing, you know, and he's like, well, wait a minute, I thought you hated music, you know? And then um, she's like, well, you know, she explains all that, but then he's like, family should be supportive. You're not supporting me. I don't want to do any of this, you know. That's when it started, okay? And that was, like, probably still, like, 45 minutes left in the movie. I was going to say, that's really early. It is really early, I know. But it hit a lot of, like, actual family stuff that has been going on. So, it, you know, it was relatable in that sense. Um, And then we go to... uh, Then it stopped for a while. I was all good. And then it started again when they're down in the, like, water cave. Um... Yeah, imprisoned, yeah. and he starts piecing it together that Hector is his great 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 grandfather, and um, he starts singing "Remember Me" to the picture of Coco, and I lost it there. Um, yeah, and, that's the part I lost it at yep. when he's singing to little Coco. <laughs> and then I was when good. Yeah, yeah. Then I was good, right? I was good until the the very end when I la- this is when I cried the hardest. Someone said laughed the hardest. This is when yeah. I cried the hardest. <laughs> is when we get to the uh, you know the end and Miguel's free. He's running home and he starts singing for Coco as in a you know like his yeah yep, yep. great great grandmother and um she is um starts singing back to him. And uh, I'm crying, and then I cried again at the end when it's a year later, and you see her picture up on the mantle, and then yep. you see them all come to visit them, and I was like, I, it was like loud crying too. It's not just like tears strolling down the cheek. It was like I did the, <laughs> you know, and Joy's looking over at me like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, when we're not really fine, no. we're not fine. No, and I'm trying to hold it in because I'm like, yeah. piece yourself together, you know. Um, because yeah. there's only people like two seats down from me because I'm on the aisle, Joy's next yeah. to me to my left, and then there's like two other girls over there, and I'm like, you know, don't be loud. I, I don't mind crying, right. I just don't like being loud because it's like, and it was like I could feel it streaming down my face, and it, it was gross, it was gross. <laughs> 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 no, it's it, like that's what you like what you said. It didn't start like I got choked up a little bit every once in a while, 
um, like when the old the old man dies when Hector's singing oh, to yeah, him, yeah. and you know that's a that's a good moment. And I got you know that that when your throat hurts a little bit, you're trying to hold it back, and you're yeah. not sure you can. Um, but then I really like I did, um, and what usually happens is Ashley and I will will watch something on TV or watch one of the movies on TV at home, and what usually happens is. I watch her because I know something's about to get emotional and she starts laugh crying almost. And then I start <laughs> laughing because I think it's funny. Um, this time it was like the flip opposite. And this is like the first time it's happened. So I, I'm sitting there kind of laughing because I'm like, this is emotional, like not real loud, but you know, kind of snickering. And then all of a sudden it turned into real tears. Cause I was like, this is an emotional part. And that was when Hector singing to little Coco on the bed and she kind of reaches out to him. Um, his her arms mm-hmm. and then at the end she does the same thing like the older Coco like yeah, kind of yeah. reaches her arms out and um, then she pulls the picture out from the, the drawer and it is Hector who is his great great grandfather after Coco or, I mean you know Miguel already knows so but after Coco just kind of reassures yeah uh, Miguel that that's actually what's happened so no it's just like the whole time and then the last, you're right like the last 10 minutes it was just like you could hear the theater. You could hear those crunchy napkins, those brown crunchy napkins, <laughs> just bottled. Like everybody around you, just. I mean, it just sounded like you know. It sounded like we were at a funeral um, of this Coco, and it was it was. I mean, so sad, <laughs> but it was a good moment at the end. It's a really good moment because he, he introduces his what is it? His sister now, uh, yeah, baby yeah. sister to. To Coco through the picture uh, because Coco has gone on to different. It was a good setup too because the whole time you can see his mom's pregnant, and yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It wasn't something you really think would get pay off, but then you know they do the year later skip, yeah, and you see her there. Um, let me tell you one thing that I did not see coming was the fact that Hector was actually killed by De La Cruz. Yes. Um, yep. I thought maybe he just stole the the songs or whatever, but they they set that up so early in the movie too. When they go into, um, you know, when uh, the people are making fun of uh, Hector that he had died by choking on a food, and he says, "Well, I didn't choke on it; I got food poisoning." And they mention it then, and you don't even really think anything of it. You know, you're just like, "Okay, that guy died. It sucks." You know. But when you get to the actual end of it, and you see, you know, it was there the whole time too. When you see the um, the setup with it being in uh, De La Cruz's movie with the drinks, and it was like, man, did they set that up so well beforehand that if you go back now and watch it and look for it, you know, it really pieces it all together, and you're like, how did I not see that twist coming? You know, just really good. Yeah, I mean, it's just like. It was, I, I, I couldn't piece it together, but Ashley, she's really good at it. She figures it out. See, I had figured out that Hector was actually going to end up being his grand, his great-grandfather instead of De La Cruz. Uh, but even then, it was only, like, moments before, you know. Um, but, yeah, I never would have thought that he was actually the one to kill him. So that was, that was pretty awesome. And, and, and the whole time you're like, all right, who's the villain? Like, you want to know who the villain is. And you kind of have, like, an underlying feeling that maybe De La Cruz is going to turn out to be, like, 
kind of arrogant or something that yeah. you know he's going to tell Coco. That's what that, I thought you know, it was going to be. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And then um, it made sense when he was like, you know, I, I, you need to tell him that you wrote the song that I wrote the songs, and then like then Co- or, uh, Miguel's confused, and, and that's when you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> now I see what happened. And then De La Cruz ends up being a rotten jerk, and uh, it just downfall from there <laughs> with him so yeah and, and it really like the whole time right when we're like uh you know when it's like i'm trying to think of how i'm gonna say this but you you know he keeps telling de la cruz you're my great grandfather great great grandfather and he's like i have a great great grandson you know like he doesn't even think he has a great great grandson Right, and it's because he actually doesn't. But it's like that whole time you're like the the movie's telling you the whole time, uh, you know, that's not actually his family, you know. Right. But you're just led to believe it because that's what he believes, and you're like, well, he has the guitar, he has the picture. I mean, it made sense. Yeah, it was just really just, awesome. Yeah, he takes on his he takes on his persona. Like he takes. I mean, you think because the guitars match, but it's because. That image is what De La Cruz says. Man, that guitar was interesting. So I, I, I yep. have that guitar just like Hector does, and he has a good voice. I mean, there's no doubt. But it's it's interesting how they play that in. I I, I really didn't see it coming. I think literally the time that I figured out was when uh, they're in the mansion and uh, Hector comes into the mansion and and uh, De La Cruz knows him. He, yeah. he kind of acknowledges like Hector, what are you doing here? And then uh, he goes and then. Miguel's like, oh, I didn't know you really knew him. And Hector's like, oh, no, no I knew him. <laughs> so he stole my songs. Yep. But and then, like, yeah. what we said was, like, he, he when he's singing uh, Remember Me, like, this whole song, this whole time, like, you hear it, what, probably three or four times by the time you get to yep. when Hector sings it. And it's a totally different change. Yep. Like, Remember Me is, like, a real festive kind of, like, you know, get you going kind of thing. It almost seems like a love song, like a real energetic love. The mm-hmm. when he sings it to Coco, it's more like "Remember me" because I'm going on the the road because yeah. I've got to travel for my music. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, um, it, it's kind of twisted how he took this song that was written for Coco, and it was a very personal song, and he bastardized it, and yeah. You know, made it a uh, a song that is no more meaning, and it's more of an arrogant song of "Remember Me," because I'm so awesome type. Like when you see him doing that special, and he's on the stage and he's going up the stairs and he's singing it, it's more of like a you know "Remember Me," like remember in, how in, great I am. Yeah, been. in that type of sense. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah let me tell like you, I loved it when the I, I loved it when the bell fell on him. It was such yeah. a dark moment for early in that movie. I was like, this yeah. is great. This is hysterical. Yeah. And then at the end, it does it again. Like, it's very ironic. Like, the way he dies in the yeah. when he's in the actual dead. Because what happens is when somebody's forgotten, they vanish um, out of the dead world, too. And uh, that's the other storyline. Like, there's so many storylines that go on in the movie. Yeah, it's hard definitely. to, like... I mean, that's what makes it so fascinating. There's so many layers and layers of story that it's 
it's just fascinating the way that they put it all together. But one of the major storylines was that vanishing. Because right away you, and I think that's why they show the old man. They want to show what happens exactly. when you don't get remembered. And Coco's the only one that remembers uh, Hector because everybody else is dead. And at the end of the movie, he's, still, he's slowly fading. And then Coco, he, that's why Miguel's got to get back yep. and tell Coco about him. Yeah, and as Hector says it, because what Miguel says when the other guy dies, um, I forget his name, but, you know, the guy that lets him borrow the guitar, um, he says, you know, well, Miguel says, well, I remember him, I can go back, I can put his picture up, and, um, you know, Hector says it doesn't work like that. What happens is somebody that knows you in the new you has to pass down your story you know, verbally. So yeah. a lot of people were trying to say it's a plot hole when, um, you know, Hector is able to still be there a year later after Coco dies because everybody's like, well, she's the last one that knew him. But what it really is, and it's not because Hector, it's not because Miguel knew him. It's because she passed down that story after he sang. You know, after Miguel yeah. sang with her, he, she then started talking. Well, my papa did this, he did that, and now people can share that story and pass it down, and it keeps his memory alive with the picture. Right. And we talk about rich history and stuff, we're rich in culture. That's a rich Mexican culture thing. I mean, we have it here in America, in the States, but as far as, like, rich in culture, as far as Mexican um, tradition, that that's how they hear about their ancestors mm-hmm. um, and how they've done it forever. And, and I think, and not to, not to you know, uh, I guess watered down family tradition than the United States, but um, I feel like Mexican family culture seems to be more important. Um, yeah. And, and their stories of passing their stories down, it seems more important in Mexican culture than it does in American culture. Yeah, because, I mean, we don't really, I mean, like, yeah, there's times where I can ask, like, my grandparents, like, hey, what was, you know, my great-grandmother like, or what were they like, you know, stuff like that. But it's not something we have a whole day set aside for here, like they do there, you know? Right. Um, which is unfortunate because I feel like, you know, people do end up getting forgotten here, you know? Yes. Like Like yeah. family members. Because, um, I mean, the only time we really think about people like that is either if it's their birthday or if, uh, you know, maybe you go see them at the cemetery or something. But we don't have, like, a day of remembrance where we actually think of all of our family members who had come before us right and it's not and it's not like um it's not a more like a mournful day it's not exactly um, yeah a dreary day it's a happy it's like a festivity i mean it's it's something that's um very festive very celebrated um they take pride in the people that have come before them to remember who they are and where they came from and in america we bury them in the ground and every you know four or five months maybe we go put flowers down but you're right and that's more of a mournful we go there and we're upset whereas mexican culture they celebrate a life we 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 kind of are saddened by death they're they're maybe they're they're saddened but they're celebratory all at the same time so yeah one of my favorite parts though was you know when he's showing his sister all the people and he you know, before he didn't know all their names or like he had to know their names because he memorized them or something 
you know, at right. the beginning. But this time, he actually was, like, very into it. And he's saying, well, that's them, that's them. Because he actually knew them now. And he spent time with them. And, um, you know, he had more of a... Like, he wanted to be part of that family. Unlike at the beginning when he was very, like, I, I don't want to be a part of this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I never thought about that. Because he kind of... He takes the importance now more so mm-hmm. than he did because he's met them. He's able to put a face to, to the, the picture. To the skull, yeah. The skull to the yeah. picture. Yeah, oh yeah, the skull to the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and that's the other thing we don't mention much. I mean, as much as it's heartwarming and stuff like that, it's got very funny elements to it. I mean, a lot of the, like Hector, he cross-dresses um, yeah. as a woman to try to get into the real... Because that's the other thing that we didn't tell. Like, if the person's not, if the person doesn't remember you, it's, you, yeah, it's harder can't go back, to get yeah. back into the, yeah, to the living world. Um, yeah, because, like, the pedals won't, it let them sank into them. Like, it didn't let them walk on it. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, you kind of, it's like quicksand. It kind of just sucks him in. Um, but it's, it was, I mean, it was, it had everything you could possibly want as far as a Disney Pixar film. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, the part that I knew I was really going to dig it was, like I said, when we were speaking, you know, off the mic, but when we had, um, when he's in that office with, like, the, um, with all of his family and, like, I guess the people that control people coming in and out. Yeah. And them having that conversation and then them giving him the pedal and he's like, okay, I'll never do music again. And then he goes and immediately steals that guitar again. And he pops right yeah. back up there, and they're all like, "You couldn't even last two seconds without breaking, a, breaking right. the promise." Yeah. But yeah, it just, yeah, it was great. And that's like, uh, that's where you're right. That's where I, that's where I think I was like, okay, now, I, now I'm really digging it. Because yeah. before, I'll be honest, like before it was, it just like, you know, it was like, oh, okay, like it's pretty good so far. Um, but it really. Once it gets going, it just keeps going. It just from there on, um, you want to make sure you're paying attention to every single part because it's just it's amazing from then on. Yeah, one part I really liked too was the beginning when it opened up and it did the whole backstory of his family in like the the decorations, you know, like in the cutout. Um, I don't even know what they're called, but you know, like the. Like the banners that have the different colors and they have shapes cut into them and all yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And how it just did like an opening of showing those, um, like saying, well, you know, this person was this and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It was pretty cool, like, um, going into that. I, I really dug that visually. It, it presented it a different way. It was a very visually beautiful film. Like, when you see him on the pedal bridge and you see all those lights on the roofs and you know all the buildings that are stacked together in the land of the dead and everything like it was just it looked so so awesome and even like the the spirit guides with all their bright colors and everything like they just looked visually awesome yep and i think like as far as that i I don't know if they showed that before your film but before our our movie started even the olaf stuff um, it showed like the animators talking, yeah, um, yeah. thanking the people from then Darla Anderson was out there and she said, you know, thanks for coming out to see the movie. And then it said our team worked extensively on this movie. And the way that they put that floating city together was just, I mean, it was mind boggling. Like they showed 
how they start out, like with just this little weird design. It looks, it almost looks like a bone, like a dinosaur bone when it starts out. Yeah, like and then a rig, yeah. when they add all these details, it's like, whoa, um, all that work that goes into it and all that. I don't, I don't think it, it's not CGI, but it's, um, it's, it's just interesting. It's the way that they, they fix all it. And the fact that it didn't really take away from the Mexican culture because it, that, that floating city did kind of look like, uh, a Mexican city. Mm. So it, it was interesting. It was very good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Oh, and another cool part that foreshadowed that, you know, Hector was actually the one that wrote these too, is when Miguel is trying to choose a song for the talent show and he's saying he was going to oh, do remember yeah. me. And he's like, no, 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 everybody, everybody plays that one, you know? And yep. then he was like, Oh, how about the, I forget what the song was. Um, but then he knew all the words to it, and he was like, now that's a song, you know, it's a song he actually wrote, you know, so right. it was cool to have, um, you know, that kind of foreshadowing in there as well. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant storytelling. <laughs> I mean, down to the T, it was just, everything about it led up to another piece, another puzzle, to what ultimately ended up being what I thought was mind-blowing. <laughs> I was just like, whoa. Uh, yeah, I mean, when like, the big reveal yeah. happened. So, and that's the thing. It's like I talked about the movie the whole way home when we were going yeah. home with Joy. You know, it was like I, you know, we we talked about stuff. We talked about, you know, the movie. It was like the whole way home. I, I just and I texted you immediately after I saw it, and I was just like, "Wow, what a movie!" Like it was just like I couldn't wait to talk about it today, just because of how, you know, how how good it was. Right. And I, and I think, and maybe because I knew I was going to talk about it, I was paid more attention to the deep, but you really, like, you just want to take that movie in because mm-hmm. it's so much different from what Disney's ever really done. So, uh, and I hope they keep doing stuff like, like I, I really, like you said, I hope they don't just team up and keep doing the sequels. Um, and that's the thing, I don't want to see, I don't want a sequel to Coco. Leave it alone. It's perfect. Right. You know? Like, give us, yeah, give us more culture. Like, Moana exactly. was very cultured. Uh, this exactly. one was very culture. Keep giving us those cultures because it, it really does help kids. I mean, I would have loved those movies when I was little because you just don't understand what other people are like yeah. um, and what cultures they practice. It helps, you know, it helps get some of those stereotypes out of the way. And, um, and, and that's the an thing. appreciation yeah. of it. And that's the thing. It's like a lot of times, like, like, I, like I said about, you know, it's, it was nice to get something different. The last time we got something different was pretty much Moana, which was true to the Polynesian culture and it was different. And it, these things are big successes, right? And it, it for me, it's like do more of this and less of um, the same. You know, how many times do we get a princess movie? I know there's lots of princesses that you can adapt, but uh, that's why I was excited about Gigantic until they struck it down. I mean, who knows how good it would have been, but it was supposed to be in, like, a Spanish Age of Exploration version uh-huh. of Jack and the Beanstalk and not just a regular Jack and the Beanstalk. Like, give me more different stuff so that way I can, um, you know, experience something new, you know? Like, it's... Uh, Especially the way that they're doing it by actually getting people in the cultures to contribute. You know, Moana had a lot of, uh, they had like a story group of Polynesian, uh, you know, people that they would say, well, this is correct in the culture, this is not, you know. Um, With this one, they had Alfred Molina, 
I believe his name, uh, who was the co-director of the movie, um, along with Lee Unkridge. Um, so he did. Yeah. So it was they had somebody that was actually part of the uh, culture. Uh, Adrian Molina, sorry, that uh, that that could contribute to it and and say you know, and they had like a all cast of, um, you know, Hispanic. Uh, people usually. Um, I think the only one that wasn't was, you know, the guy who's always in <laughs> John um, Ratzenberger, who's always in Pixar films because they just have to uh-huh. fit him in there somewhere. Um, but you know, it's it's it, like having people that actually, you know, like when you get to Aladdin, right? I mean, it takes place in the Middle East, but our actor of Aladdin is actually white, and you know, and same with Jasmine, I believe. I mean, they're not like it, it. It well, it's not too much about Aladdin culture, though. Really, in that, you know, like in the Middle East culture and Aladdin. But you know, for movies like this and and Moana, which focus a lot on the culture, it's nice to have people that are actually part of the culture um, contributing. Yeah, and, and like just just reading some, and I think uh, for the most part. I think it's every movie that they do like this. I know they did it for this one, and I know they did it for Moana. But what they do is they have their writers go and observe. Yeah. Um, and just that aspect alone, instead of going off what... And that's what's horrible about most American films, is they go off what they think they know about mm-hmm. other cultures. And so many times they're wrong. This one that's so unlike the other ones, because it really does put you in a the shoes of a, what is he, 12-year-old... Um, boy in mexico um and the different struggles that he has and all of his families are shoemakers and they come from a family that doesn't make a ton of money i think and the fact that he wants to go on the road and play music um and his family thinks that that's all he cares about that he doesn't embrace value to family and i think in mexican culture that's probably the highest thing in in their culture is embracing the family's heritage so Mm -hmm. um just the fact that they have people that do that extensive research is mind boggling. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it was like, um, Oh, what was I going to say? Something about something about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like you said about how they act like they, they, we just, a lot of times when we make movies, just do with what we think we know, uh, which can sometimes be wrong. Um, most of the time is wrong with what because it's generalized you know generalizations then like in this i feel like if this was made probably years ago they probably would have focused more on miguel's family being of a poverty level just because that's something that's stereotypical with uh you know mexico uh cities or something you know but but on this uh while he may they may not have made a lot of money they never really brought up that money was an issue or they didn't right. focus on anything like that. They focused on his dreams of being a musician instead. Yeah. You know, and that it's a family were, tradition to make shoes. That's all they focused yeah, they're on. They're proud of it. Yeah. yeah. They were more proud of it. There was never an aspect of like, you know, we, our family struggled. That's why we do shoes. Um, they, they claim it to be more prideful. Um, yeah. but I think that like, like I said, though, I think that's most people's thought is that, and like you said, that most Mexican families do struggle, but for most Mexican families. Uh, I know a couple of people from when we did the college program, but most of their families did really well. Mm-hmm. So, 
you know, and that's the generalization I think people have, but um, they seem more tight knit as a community, as a Mexican culture than we are in American culture. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, I think we said about as much as we can about Coco, I think. Probably. And I could probably go <laughs> on more, but I think I think we're good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I guess we'll wrap up this spoiler review. Uh, overall, what's your, like, if you had to give it an A out of, you know, a, a to F scale here. Grading. You're a teacher. What do you grade? <laughs> <laughs> Well, overall content was great. The development was great. The structuring was fantastic. Um, the visuals were good. I'd give it easily an A. I mean, uh, it just, it blew my, I think because I didn't have high expectations, mm-hmm. it made it even that much better because of the low expectations of, you know, this might just be one of Pixar's, you know, gaps. They're the fill. Um, they, they knocked it out of the park, especially around Thanksgiving when a lot of these families are going to go sit down and watch Coco when families are all together. Uh, yep, and that's why they put it as a Thanksgiving release here and a Day yeah. of the Dead release in Mexico. It's because it's a family film, and that's when Mexico you know, celebrates their family traditions. Thanksgiving is when we celebrate ours, so it lined up perfectly. Right, and I can give some warning. as We, we actually, Ashley came back from the restroom right before Frozen started, and uh, there was a Coco going on at seven we saw the one at eight and she was in the bathroom and there was a little boy uh a mom was holding a little boy crying in the bathroom (laughs) and she was reassuring him that the skeletons and coco were not bad things they were good people (laughs) so (laughs) might be a little intense for a four or five year old but um there were a lot of families Uh, there were a ton of families that Disney Springs watching the movie so yeah definitely definitely an a what did you what'd you give it what's your overall I'm not a harsh grader, so I'd probably say A+. Plus. But oh, yeah. I probably yeah. have a lot of movies that are A and A+. Plus, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a very harsh critique or anything, so I'll probably go A+. Plus. It's Like I said, it's the first time in a while I've walked out of the movie feeling yeah, that way and and talking about it for as long as I've talked about it to today. You know, it was like there wasn't a misstep in that movie. It was just... They, they had all the foreshadowing. They had all of the, you know, uh, emotion and heart in it. So, And the music was great. So, visuals were great. I'd be a really bad teacher, I think. I would just have everybody <laughs> getting A's. But A-plus to me. A-plus for me. Yeah, a little bit higher than I did. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, we'll just uh, wrap this up. If you guys, uh, you know... This will probably be a separate feed. It did go longer, so we'll, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we'll put that on there as a separate podcast. Um, if you guys just listened to this one instead of our last episode, because this one popped up first in your feed, you know, we did have an episode as well, episode ten. So check that out, and uh, we will see you all next week. Logan may not see you next week, but <laughs> everybody <laughs> else, uh, see you. Bye bye. <laughs> see y'all. Soon.